I want to talk today about generational curses, something that's been in the church for a minute, something that's very, very concerning. My name is Tom Pullen, and this is the Bible Truth Podcast. Welcome. So first of all, we want to see where this all started. You know, what the false church does, it takes a verse, a portion of scripture, manipulates it, and then runs with that and deceives a lot of people. And the danger of some of these teachings is that it actually destroys people's faith. And that's what they don't realize. So many people are hurt. So many people are offended by these incorrect, false doctrines. Okay, now we're talking about generational curses today. So listen to this. This is where it comes from, Exodus chapter 34 and verse 7. Keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, but who will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. That's the verse. Visiting the iniquity of the father on the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. And that verse is used to say that there's generational curses and people have generational curses. Now, let's, let's look at this again. Okay, let's read the verse again. Let's read from Exodus chapter 34 and from verse 6. The Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Listen carefully to this. Keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, but who will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. So God is saying, I'm forgiving, but I will by no means clear the guilty. Simply put, if you repent, he will forgive iniquity and transgression and sin. But if you do not repent, okay, in worshiping idols or whatever it is, if you do not repent, okay, and your children do not repent, and your children's children do not repent, to the third and fourth generation, they will pay for their sins. He is not saying that if the father sins, but the son repents, the son will still be victim to the sins of the father. He's not saying that even when we look at us as human beings, the Bible says that sin came into the world through Adam. Because of Adam's sin, we are all sinners. 
But when we are cleansed in Christ and we repent of that sin, we are forgiven and transformed and righteousness now comes through Christ. Okay, it is not that God is going to carry a curse on an individual from generation to generation. And then these people took it a step further. They started talking about demons moving in the DNA of individuals, and they started saying that uh, cancer and diabetes is a generational curse, and if you had somebody who died in, of a heart attack, you're going to die of a heart attack. They start saying that if you had a, a relative in the bloodline that was an alcoholic or a murderer or a thief, you are going to be that person. And the truth of the matter is, if I am going to be a drunkard, a thief, a murderer, a liar, it's not because it's in my blood from my family DNA or from the generation before. It's because of the sin nature that is in me that comes from Adam. Everybody is victim to that sin nature outside of Christ. But once I receive Christ, that nature leaves me. But it's not about a generational curse. I mean, we've heard so many stories and so many things said. Somebody's struggling in school and they just can't pass because they don't want to study. It's a generational curse. Things aren't going well at work. It's a generational curse. Some people go through just struggle after struggle every year of their life, year in and year out, and they're told it's a generational curse. And the, that false doctrine and false teaching is ruining and destroying people's lives. Somebody is sickly. You find that they're constantly ill, but they have chronic conditions, and they're told it's a generational curse. But when they look back into their generations, nothing of that sort has been in the family. And they're told, no, it's a demonic spirit. Come on, people. We've got to be real with this, okay? We've got to be real with this because what this is doing, what this generational curse lie is doing is destroying people's faith. I was just listening to a, to a sermon from somebody that I actually respected, but they were saying that um, if certain things are not working in your life, you have to trace back in your genealogy where the curse started and where it came from so you know what to deal with. Are we for real when we're saying things like that? Is that what we're calling gospel now? Where I have to work out my own deliverance by tracing back into my family history. What, what, if, I was, what if I was orphaned? What if my parents passed away and I don't know my family tree? What if I was given up for adoption at birth? What if I was dumped as a baby? What if I don't know my family history, my family tree? What then? I can never be free. I can never be free from the curse. Or, or I just start breaking every single curse that I can think of. We've got to be real with this. I want to tell you the answer to living a life in truth. And I'll get to that in a moment. I want to read a few verses here. I want you to listen to this. Exodus chapter 20 and verse 5. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. 
for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sins of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. You see that? So going all the way down to the third and fourth generation, if they hate God, he will not take their guilt away from them because he is merciful. He'll give them the opportunity to repent, and if they repent, he will forgive them. But if not, he will punish them for their sins. Do you understand this? Do you understand this? God is not going to hold me accountable for what my father, my grandfather, my great-grandfather, my great-great-great-grandfather has done. He will not do that. Listen to this in Ezekiel chapter 18 and verse 20. And this totally kills this argument of generational curses. The one who sins is the one who will die. The child will not share the guilt of the parent, nor will the parent share the guilt of the child. The righteousness of the righteous will be credited to them, and the wickedness of the wicked will be charged against them. Each individual is responsible and accountable for what they do. I am not going to be punished because of what my child did. My child is not going to be punished because of what I did. Obviously, there are certain consequences that come with sin, but it's not a curse. For example, if I'm an alcoholic and I'm always drinking the family's money, the family is going to suffer as a result of my alcohol abuse. You understand, if I'm an abusive man, my family is going to suffer because of my abuse. But it's not a curse that has fallen on the children. Deuteronomy chapter 24 and verse 16. Parents are not to be put to death for their children, nor children put to death for their parents. Each will die for their own sin. We are accountable to God as individuals. There is no curse on my life because of what my family did. Okay, and this is just the base of it. It goes deeper, and we're going to go deeper in a minute. It goes deeper. But I've heard so many people say that, oh, I struggle with alcohol abuse or drug abuse, substance abuse. I struggle with lust because it's in my blood. It's a curse that's on a family. It's a demon that is attached to the family. No, what we struggle with is sin. It is sin that causes us to be addicted to things that are destructive. It is sin that causes us to lust. It is sin that causes us to abuse substances. It is sin that causes us to lie. Not some demon that is connected to me because I'm born into a family of liars. So all of a sudden I'm going to be a liar. It is the sin that is in my own heart. Stop blaming 
what people did back then because the the bad thing of this is that somebody then accepts a fate that they should not accept. For example, you have an instance where a woman cannot bear children or cannot carry children to term and then you tell them that no, you have to find the generational curse in your family and break that generational curse. But that individual is the only person with that condition. Nobody else has been in that situation before. So now that individual then goes on this whole trip, breaking curses and giving offerings to break curses and praying prayers to break curses, yet there is no generational curse in their life. Because what we need to realize, it's God that gives children to people. And that is why in the Bible, when women were barren, what did they do? They went to the Lord and they prayed. They went to the prophet and the prophet prayed for them. There was no rituals performed for anything to be broken or they prayed. And what God gave them is what they received because it is God who gives children. But now, what would happen in an instant like that, instead of an individual going to God in prayer, and I'm using bearing a child as an example, but it's for anything in life. Instead of an individual going to God, knowing that God is the one who gives all things, we're going on a self-seeking journey, looking for curses in our family tree. And what we've done by teaching and believing that false doctrine is that we've destroyed somebody's faith. Before I continue, are there such a thing as generational curses? And the short answer is no, not for a believer. Get that into your heart. Pause. Think about it. No, not for a believer. Let me show you something. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1. Listen to these verses very carefully because we've been trapped in these false churches with these false doctrines depending on these false teachers to deliver us from false curses in our lives. And the problem with this is generational curses can't just be broken by anyone and anyhow. It's got to be an anointed man. You've got to give. You've got to sacrifice. You know, all this mess. But I want to show you something, okay? I want you to listen to me, and I want you to listen to the verses that I'm going to read to you. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Listen to, to, to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... The new creation has come. The old has gone and the new is here. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 and 14. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hung on a pole. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Jesus Christ so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. 
Romans chapter 8, verse 1 to 2. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Are you hearing this? Okay, this is so important for you to understand. Paul says, it is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. The life which I now live in the flesh, I live through Christ. How do you tell a believer, a born-again person? I mean, you're teaching people that when you are baptized, it is symbolic of you dying to your old nature and being resurrected in Christ, Christ now living in you. And that person who has died to the old nature, you're telling them things are not working out for you in your life because you have a generational curse. Where did the curse come from? Because Christ now lives in me. Is Christ cursed? No, he is not. But you're telling people that, yes, you're saved, but you did not break the generational curse. Where is that curse coming from? Because now I am a new creature in Christ, filled with his spirit, and Christ reigns in me. And I can tell you now, Christ is not cursed. He's the treasure of heaven. He's the glory of God. The Father is pleased in Christ, and we are now adopted through Christ into the kingdom of God. And through Christ, have the blessing of Abraham. So how is it that a Christian, a believer in Jesus, a disciple of Christ, a new creature in Christ, born again, saved, delivered, filled with the Spirit of the living God, have a generational curse on their life? It makes no common sense. It makes no common sense. So I'm here to tell you, plain and simple, there are no such things as generational curses for those who are believers and true disciples in Jesus Christ. The old has passed away and the new creature is born. Maybe we can talk about generational curses for people out there that want to worship false gods and worship false idols and so on and so forth. But for a believer in Jesus Christ, there are no generational curses. We've been deceived and we've been taught wrong. And there are so many things that we have allowed ourselves to believe just because it came from the pulpit. Listen to me. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. Every day, read your Bible. Every day, get into the Word of God. And when a preacher preaches a message, go home. Look at the scripture that they are quoting or using to build a, a, a sermon. Read the entire chapter. If possible, read the entire book. Grasp the context of what they are saying. And don't be deceived by people saying, oh, it's revelation. It's new revelation. Don't do that. Test everything against the word of God. Because what you are going to be doing is tracing generational curses. Somebody asked me, actually, somebody said to me, 
I've broken so many generational curses in my life, but things are still not working out for me. How do I find the ones that I've missed so things can work out for me? Imagine somebody's faith is destroyed. Somebody's heart is burdened and they're feeling low because they've been told that even though you're saved, even though Christ is in your life, you're cursed. You've got to repent, people out there, for telling people this. Come to Jesus and he will set you free. Come to Jesus and he'll take your sins away. Come to Jesus and he'll give you salvation and make you a new creature. Come to Jesus and be free from all sin, from all guilt, from all curse. Come to Jesus. He's the only way. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this. Thank you for being a part of this. I want to ask you quickly, if you have not subscribed to the channel on YouTube, please subscribe. And I have a link to the Patreon page in the description Please head over there, consider becoming a Patreon to support us, help us grow, help us move forward, or become a channel member. Thank you for doing that. God bless you. And remember, as true disciples of Christ, we learn, we practice, and we teach, because that's the only way to do it. Amen. See you in the next one.